0: So this morning, we're going to talk about enough. And, uh, you know, as I was praying about this, actually, it was my birthday on Friday. I know all y'all know that. But and, uh, and Karen made her class, Give Me Words. So uh, that was part of their homework assignment, not made. She encouraged them with much conviction that they should give me Words, so that was kind of cool to get all these words and uh, it was kind of fun just to just to see the school you know equipping uh, these guys to go out and just do these crazy things that they 've been testifying to. But uh, I, I always stretch out my time with God when my birthday comes because he always gives me birthday presents. He's a good giver. <laughs> he is a very good giver. And so this year, as I was beginning to pray about my birthday, I always sent me a separate journal page, birthday, you know, and I, I haven't gone back for years and years and years. And uh, But he started talking to me about enough. And it it was a word out of Genesis 33, which we'll go to in just a minute, but um, he's funny because you know what he does is he's, you know, he starts talking to you about something and you're like, oh yeah, my intellect has some information on that. <laughs> and he's like, well that's not what I'm talking about. So you can just go ahead and park your intellect and open up your spirit and receive what I'm about to tell you. So uh, yeah, it's, it's really funny. So we're going to start with Genesis 31:28. I love that God can override what I think (laughs) so that I can actually understand what he means. I have pages and pages talking to him about stuff and stuff and stuff. And he's always like, that's good now. Can we get onto my agenda? (laughs) Actually, he's a good listener too. So Genesis 31, uh, 28. So Jacob is returning from uh, returning to his land that he left. He left because there was a conflict with Esau. And um, he was sent out to Laban, who was his mother's brother. I believe that's correct. And he served Laban for 20 years. And then the Lord tells him, it's time to go back to your land. And so in Genesis 31, 28, it, it just says... Um, Well, let me actually read it and see what it does say. My mind is excited and full. And um, it says, uh, I don't think that's the scripture I wanted. Okay, that's not the scripture. Anyhow, I'm not going to, we're just going to skip that one because I don't know what it is I wanted there. Uh, But anyhow, Laban's going back after, I mean, Jacob's going back after serving Laban for 20 years. And, you know, think about. He gets this blessing from his father, and then he's sent away from where he's from. And he has to rebuild everything uh, through someone who takes advantage of him. But, he, but before he goes back to his land, he has to settle things with his brother. He has to settle things with Esau. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go back and read the story. But Esau is, uh, puts the fear in Jacob he's afraid of meeting Esau face-to-face because he received the blessing of Esau and then they sent him away so Esau wouldn't kill him. So God says you have to go back and in order to go back, he has to reconcile. He has to figure that out. And then we'll start in Genesis 33, verse 1. I know that is where we're going to start. we were going to start somewhere else, but I don't know where that was. But Genesis 33, verse 1, it says, Now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming with him 400 men. Can you imagine? You know, you know how your mind builds narratives of what's going to happen? And Jacob has all these thoughts of what's going to happen. In fact, he divides his family in two. He does all kinds of things because he thinks, man, I am in trouble. So he's already set himself up to be intimidated and fearful, even though God said, you go back. And I mean, just think about, have you ever tried to dialogue yourself into what's going to happen when God tells you to go do something? And the next thing you know, you have this big, giant story that is not God's story, but it's big. And it occupies your mind. Sometimes it wakes you up in the middle of the night. I definitely have had that. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants. And he put the maidservants and the children in the front That's a brave man. (laughs) He puts them in the front. Leah and her children behind and Rachel and Joseph last. So you can tell his order of importance, right? Then he crossed over before them and bowed down to the ground seven times until he came near his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and they wept. So that big giant story has turned into mush, has turned into nothing. You know, this is something we can learn from this. Not to create a narrative trying to prepare ourselves for what might happen instead of just praying in to what God is going to do when it does happen. That's just a good, you know, tool to keep in our toolbox. When our mind starts working up a narrative, we just have to say, nope, you've got to come down. You can't do that. And he lifted up his eyes and saw the women and children and said, who are these with you? So he said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then his maidservants came near, they and their children, and bowed down. And Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel came near, and they bowed down. So they just gave Esau all the honor. Then Esau said, what do you mean by all this company which I've met? And he said, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough. Circle that word. I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. And Jacob said, No, please. If I have found favor in your sight, then receive my present from my hand, inasmuch as I have seen your face as though I have seen the face of God. And you were pleased with me. You know, there's nothing like disarming an enemy with honor, looking beyond. Who they are into what God can see, you know one of the first lessons we do in MI the first year, the first lesson is love and beyond the knowledge, and it talks all the way through of how God loves us beyond the knowledge of us, and how we can learn to love other people beyond what we know about them, be able to love them based on what God knows about them, what God has called them to do. Just had to throw that in. Verse number eleven. It says, Please take my blessing that I brought to you. So Jacob's saying, Take my blessing I brought to you because God has dealt graciously with me and because I have enough. So he urged him and he took it. So we're gonna stop there. So Esau's saying, Jacob, I have enough. Jacob's saying, I have enough. But those two words are two actual different words. And this is what God was teaching me this this week. They're two different words. So I'm going to have Noah put Rob up first. This is the word, I put it up here so you could actually see it. This is the word that Esau used. And what it meant was that he had a great deal. He had... Plenty of quantity. He had lots of material things. He had enough. And he wasn't through gaining more. So that was Esau's word. He said, look at my abundance. But Jacob's word is the next one, coal. Which means all. Which means whole. Which means everything. Everything. Totally, he was complete. And in um, and I forgot which uh, commentary said that, but it said, Jacob declared he had everything. He had no lack. He had no need to strive for more due to God's blessings and favor. He had as much material goods as Esau. They both were very, very wealthy men, but Esau had enough possessions, but Jacob had enough of God. He had the blessings. He had the favor. He had everything he needed in material, in family, but he had everything in that spiritual fullness with God. So do you have enough or do you have enough? That was the question God had me. Which enough do you have? And I was like, I didn't even know there was a difference in the two words. Until God said, I want you to look up the words. I'm like, oh. But you know, it's interesting as we think about Jacob and and his life. And like I said, you can go back and read it. Most of us, we know that at least the brushstrokes of Jacob's life. When he encountered God in Genesis 28, it was before he entered into the service of Laban. Then he encountered God in Genesis 32 before he encounters Esau. But then he encounters God again. And it's in Genesis 35 and verse 9. So, he says that god appeared to Jacob again uh he came from Padan uh, what's it called uh it's no it's it's padan it's p a d a w n it so he encountered Jacob again and he says um and the lord said to him, your name is Jacob you shall not be called Jacob anymore, but israel shall be your name So he goes through these multiple transformations from receiving the blessing of Isaac in the beginning. Then he gets a blessing of God. Then he serves Laban, working out the blessing, working that out. And then as God sends him back to his promised land, because when he was Laban, that was temporary. That was not his final resting place. That was not the promise of God that he spoke over him. That was temporary. It was 20 years temporary, but it was temporary. And then he moves in to take over and occupy the promised land that God has, had uh, given to him. But he had to go through what he considered was his enemy. Who turned out to be. A desperate brother who just wanted to be reconciled. It's interesting to think about. Verse eleven, so he called uh, verse I'm sorry, he said, so he called his name Israel, and God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you. And to your descendants after you, I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, a pillar of stone. And he poured a drink offering on it. And he poured oil on it. And Jacob called this place where God spoke with him Bethel. You know, I love this because God has promised all of us. We all live out of this promise of Abraham that we are descendants, that we will multiply, that we will pursue, per, pursue the earth, we will overtake our land, we will occupy what is given to us. We all carry that promise. But there are promises that each one of us have burning inside of us that may have had a Laban delay. That God is stirring up and saying to us, step in. It's time to go back to your promised land. Go back to the words I've spoken to you. Go back and remember that I am your enough. That the enough that Jacob had is the enough that we carry. In Christ, we carry enough. And everything we need, God is enough to supply that. And whatever we're waiting on, I love the testimonies, just hearing, you know, the, the skateboards and the guitars, the houses. I mean, just hearing those testimonies of, of jobs and, you know, oh, we don't want to give you $2,000 more. We want to give you 2000 more and then $3,000 more and then 10% bonus. And then that is where we are. There is an outpouring of enough in this season. We need to grab a hold of the enough that God is pouring out in this season. We're going to give you a lower interest rate. We don't want you to pay what everybody else is paying. We want you to pay less and we want to pay your closing costs and we just want to bless you. And I don't know why we're doing this. All I just know is I can't help myself, but drop that price, $20,000 because God is enough and it's below what their budget price was because God is enough. And this is a season of shift. I said that last week, even though the time changed this week, it literally is a change in time in the spiritual realm that God is pouring out more than enough. And we're able to call in those things that we didn't think were possible for this season. In fact, that was a word that we got probably, I'm trying to remember, early summer. That the things we thought we were going to have to wait till next year are being brought in now. The things we thought were not going to be possible until, what do we say? The election comes, or until, you know, this happens, or until, you know, whatever. But the world dynamics does not confine God's blessings. That's a good word. I'm I'm just telling you right now. When God started talking to me about this, he, he's like, Am I your enough? Well, if I look, I can say, you know, but there are things here and there's things there. He's like, those things are nothing because I am your enough. Whatever it is, even during worship, I could feel this release of, I felt like there was release of financial outpouring where there's been financial constraint. I felt like there was a release of healing where there has been a waiting on healing. I feel like God is moving and we have to align our eyes with where he is so we can go with him. This morning while I was praying, I got up at 3.30 because the time messed me up. Come on. I was like, It always messes me up. So, I, you know, so I got up. I was like 3.15. I'm like, I am sleeping. but I couldn't go back to sleep. So I got up at 3.30 and I said, I'm going to soak and worship and pray and all that kind of stuff. So while I'm praying, actually, I'm just sitting there listening to music and um, I see I'm sitting with Jesus. This is one of our favorite places to meet. Everybody has their own thing with Jesus, but we like to sit on the curb. I think because when I was a kid, I sat on the curb a lot. Um, So we sit on the curb and I could see his hand kind of swirling and it opened up. And so here in my mind, the curb is earthly. Right. But as it opened up, there was just like, uh, uh, you know, skies and clouds and just just a movement below me. But the earth was below me. God was showing me that no matter where I am, I'm seated above. Right. And as he was showing me that, he was saying, you know, if you will not focus on that and focus on me, whatever is occurring will be met by your focus on me and that will not be a distraction for you. And and I feel like that's what God's calling us to do. If we can just keep our eyes locked are locked on Jesus. Jesus, I know that this needs to happen, but I am locked on you because you are my enough. And you will take care of that, the house, the job. The... I remember when Laura was talk- talking about first talking about that job, how she failed the test and she didn't really want that job. And she was just like flipping the indeed spindle and saying, yeah, what, I'll take that one. I thought, God, if I was the employer, I, mean, I do HR work, I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but you know, when God moves... We know that that's the perfect position for her. And her being in the perfect position will be the perfect blessing for those who have hired her. And we see this now. Let me just pour out some money in your pocket. Let me just make it worth your while, right? So this is the season we're in. God is making it worth our while. I mean, he is pouring out in a place where there should be lack. We're told there is lack. We're told that we can't afford anything. We're told that there's a food shortage and all of that's true. That can all be proof text in the world. But in the heavenly realm where we sit, God is saying, I am enough. And if you need green beans, I can get that worked out for you. If you need a house, I can get that worked out for you. If you need a lower interest rate, I can get that worked out. If you need a guitar, if you need a skateboard, I can get that worked out for you. It's even while last week, he says, even as you think it will happen, you don't even have to say it out loud. And I'm like, oh, Lord, my thinking. (laughs) Actually, I was like, this is so exciting because I remember a long time uh, ago, I heard this testimony. I think Bill Johnson was telling it. He was out there just sitting by the water, and he was like, I wonder if the fish could jump up and get that bee that's been buzzed around. He said, and he said, I'm just thinking in my mind, next thing you know, he's like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful with the power God is releasing in you to as we think a thing, it will become. You know, as we declare a thing, as we call things forward in this light, it will happen. There is an acceleration We're not retiring in June. We're retiring in 53 days because God has an acceleration for Joe that can't be done. If he's walking the beat of a postal route, he needs him available to be able to do what the new year is bringing. And the Lord was telling me 2024 is going to bring an acceleration, but it's not going to be what we think our normal is. It's going to be like popcorn. It's going to be a little kernel, and then suddenly it's full. Suddenly, instead of, you know, 50 in the bag, there's a whole bag pouring over. Remember the Jiffy Pop? Some of, all of you can. Let me look. All of you can. Those kids back there don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm not talking to them. But, you know, the Jiffy Pop, we would do it on the stove. And then as it started to really get too full, it would break open. That's what God is doing. He is our jiffy pop. He is shaking us and we are exploding in these areas that we're like, I don't even know what I'm doing here, God. I don't know why they would hire me. I failed the test. <laughs> I told them I wasn't really that interested, but I'd need more money if they want me to come. I mean, I've got them begging me to help them. That's what's up. Marquis is going to come finish up, close it out. But, you know, just think about there is a shifting that has occurred. And we say, yep, things are getting bad out there. Well, that's because God is rising on us and things are getting good in here. And we're able to take that goodness to the bridging freedom. We're able to take that goodness to Pinellas Hope. We're able to take that goodness to declare no more. We're able to take that goodness to our offices to where we work, to the people we're engaged with. There is an explosion of God happening across the earth and people are hungering for the explosion of God. They're hungering for hope. They're hungering for him. They're hungering for the things that have been delayed in their life to be released because they've encountered the one who is enough, more than enough. He is so good to us. He is so good to us. And he's going to, he's going to surprise us. He's going to surprise us. You're going to say, God, in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have come up with this. There's no way I could have managed this. I had i uh, um, I don't know if it was a dream or vision. It was a long time ago. And the Lord said, uh, I want to give you $77 million. It was a dream. That's what it was. And I was like, oh no, that's like a little bit more than I need right now. I did. It was a dream. That's, what. And, and he was like, what? I mean, in the dream, it was like, no. He says, if I'm going to give you something, you're able to handle and use everything that I give you. But sometimes, he was talking to me, you pull back because you cannot wrap your hand around what I'm about to do through you and for you and to you. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm whatever you got. I'm ready. <laughs> but before I was like, I don't know, that's a lot. And in the dream, I was like, Oh, I don't really need seventy-seven million. He goes, How do you know? You know, how do you know what you need when I've got abundantly more than you need because I've got abundantly more for you to do. God it's good. Mm. I'm going to close with a couple other scriptures because I want us to remember, you know, last week I talked a little bit about, um, you know, Mary and being able to uh, see, actually, I I thought about this afterwards. She was, if you didn't hear the message, you can listen to it online, but she was able to see that Jesus was enough for what they needed at the wedding that had to do with the wine. He was enough. So she didn't run around trying to see if anybody had wine. She just looked at him and said, what do you got? He's like, not my time. She's like, okay. And she knew he was enough to take care of what was needed. And God wants us to shift to understand he's enough. He's enough. He's enough to take care of what we need. So I want to end in a couple of scriptures. And then I just want to pray for us. I want to release financial Breakthrough over us. I want to release healing over us. Um, I want to release families fully united with Christ over us. Yeah. So we're going to start in John 15, 14. And I know we will put them up here because it's going to be the Passion Translation. Sometimes I go back and forth with those. But um, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command. So if God's given out $77 million, you better obey that command to take it. (laughs) Look at Chuck. He's like, I'm running. I'm running. He said, I've never called you servants because the master doesn't confide in his servants. And servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate friends. For I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. I mean, that alone... Is the most intimate thing in the world that the Father of all creation is giving us the full revelation through Christ that we need to know? You didn't choose me, but I've chosen you and commissioned you. Say, I've been commissioned. I've been commissioned. All of you say it. I've been, I've been commissioned, commissioned to go into the world to bear fruit and that is what we're doing. That is what we're doing. You know that, right? And our fruit will last because whatever we ask the Father, right, for the sake of Christ, he will give to you. So this is my parting command, love one another deeply. And then one other it's John 16:13 through 15 out of the passion translation. But when the truth giving spirit comes. He will reveal the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own message. But only what he hears from the father. So understand. Both of these scriptures are saying. We have a direct line to the father. And we know that that says that throughout the word. But we have a direct line to the father. The Holy Spirit is revealing. Jesus is telling. It's like. We don't have to wonder if we're going to hear because the word says it's being revealed to us. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Say, I receive it. We're going to receive the revelation. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. Know that we're in a season of revelation. What you need to know will be revealed to you. Because God has promised us a promised land. God has promised us a place to occupy. God has promised us that he is more than enough for anything that we need. God has promised us that he has the Holy Spirit for us and that the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 2 says that he searches out the deep things of God and he tells them to us. We carry the deep mysteries of God within us. And we may not know everything that's within us, but when we need it, it will be revealed to us. Because that's what it says. The Holy Spirit will reveal what the Father has so that we will know what to do. So we don't even have to worry about what to do. Because we will be told what to do when we need to do it. No more narratives in our head. We're kicking those out the door. And we're just going to grab a hold of the Holy Spirit because he is our narrative from heaven, right? He is the one that reveals all things. Okay, amen. Let's pray. And I said 1252. I was like, "Wow, this is a long service, but we didn't didn't reset the time. I'm like, 1252? No wonder I'm hungry. (laughs) Let's pray because I know that God wants to not only seal this on us, that he is more than enough. God, you are more than enough. You are everything. That everything we need is contained within you. And as we, we press into this deep, intimate friendship, this love relationship, this oneness with you, it's like we can breathe. Because our eyes, our very being is fixed on you. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you are everything. You are all things, that you are more than enough for us. And, Lord, just just take this word and seal it on our hearts. And I, I, I know um, that you want to release financial breakthrough. And I know that there is an expectancy of um, houses coming. I know two people specifically in this house, and there may be more. Three. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, that, so Lord, we're just calling in their houses. We're calling the completion of the deal. We're calling for all the finances to line up. We're calling for the, just like um, uh, Joe and Sharon were saying, they went out and looked three weeks ago and then suddenly we're calling forth that suddenly right now for houses to land that you will take them. You will be their GPS that you will take them where they need to go. We're calling forth building property for us, Lord. We know that that move is still here. We're calling forth all finances to be poured in for houses, for ministries, we just want to call that forth for Deb Kofort's ministry. We're just calling forth that $15,000 that's needed for India. We're calling forth the uh, down payments for houses. We're, we're, we're even calling forth a shift that debts will be paid. Amen. That, that uh, funding will come in that we had not expected. Even the inheritance, like Deb testified, Lord, that there is a... Um, I just keep seeing a uh, um, a water fountain that is just pouring out with water. It's overflowing. God, we just call forth that overflowing provision that you have for us in every way. And I want to also call forth... Our families that do not believe because we know that when they come in, then the people they know will come in. So, God, we just call forth our families in and we call forth for our region to bow its knee to Jesus. That, that Florida will be a state that will be known for being the light that shines for Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we just thank you and bless you. And we just receive what you're releasing.